you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. Very familiar portion of Scripture. I'm going to just kind of breeze through this faith chapter. Hebrews 11 has been called the faith chapter. It lists many of the biblical heroes of faith. It shows what living faith looks like and what it will produce. Hebrews 11, 1 through 6 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Verse 4 says, by faith Abel. Verse 5, skipping down, by faith Enoch. Verse 6, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If we were to continue to read through that faith chapter, you'd see verse 7 says, by faith Noah. Verse 8, by faith Abraham. Verse 11, through faith Sarah. Verse 20, by faith Isaac. Verse 21, by faith Jacob. Verse 24, by faith Joseph. And I want to talk to us for a few moments about the faith factor. Because everything we do has to do with faith. And what we are going to do today is a very apostolic thing that we do in our faith promise. And our giving and sending of, of funds around the world must be partnered with faith. Must, and that is what we want to do. If we could put our Bibles down, let's pray one more time. By faith. Let's pray by faith. And let's open our hearts. Then ask the Lord to speak to us. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord for the opportunity that we have to be in your presence this morning. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would touch my mind and my spirit. Lord, let me be sensitive to your voice. Let me be sensitive to your will. Lord, I take dominion and authority of everything that would be contrary to your will and your word. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I lose faith in this place. Lord, we thank you for what you are going to do in this place. We thank you in advance for how you're going to move, for the lives that you're going to change, for the people that you're going to set free. I thank you, Lord, in advance, in Jesus' name. Now let's clap our hands and thank him by faith. Let's thank him in advance for what he's going to do. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you. We lift you up, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm thankful that we serve a mighty God that knows exactly where we're at. And whatever the need is that you have this morning, you are, God is here to meet that need. If you are here this morning and you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, we believe that Almighty God wants to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost before we are finished here. If you came into this place with a need in your body, a need in your mind, we believe that the Almighty God is here to save us, to deliver us, to heal us, to set us free before we are finished here today. How many can say amen? amen. We see by looking at Hebrews chapter 11, the example importance of faith, the Bible it says it here, we read it, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And everything we do in our walk with God revolves around faith. Faith is not 
just part of our walk with God, but faith is everything. Everything that we do revolves around faith. And even Satan is aware of how important our faith is, how important your faith is. And that is why Satan is in a constant battle to rob you of your faith. Even Jesus warned Peter. He told Peter to hold on to his faith. Jesus told Peter that Satan was coming after his faith. In Luke chapter 22, verse 31, it says, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. It's interesting for me to note the, the reason or the, the purpose of Jesus' prayer in this, in this verse. Jesus did not pray for Peter's finances, that his finances wouldn't fail him. He didn't pray that his health wouldn't fail him, that his family wouldn't fail him, that his friends wouldn't fail him. He didn't pray for him that his relationships wouldn't fail him. He said, Peter, I am praying for you that your faith does not fail you. He says a lot of things may fail you. You. A lot of things may come against you, but if you'll hold on to your faith, it's your faith that is going to restore everything else that has failed. You may be here this morning. There may be a lot of things that have failed you, but if you will hold on to your faith and say, "You may, Satan, you may have touched my family. You may have touched my finances. You may have touched many things, but you're not going to touch my faith because if I can hold on to my faith, it's the faith that's going to restore everything that has been touched. If your faith does not fail you, it has the power to restore everything else that fails. We understand that faith, faith is the economy of heaven, just as paper money is symbolic of value. The actual value of money depends on the, your perception of its strength and its worth. And right now, even as the dollar is strong around the world, you can, you, you can have a dollar, but you can't wear it. You can't drive it. You can't live in it. You can't live in money. But that money, it's a, a means of exchange in the world. They, they put their value on money, but you can get what you need with money. And so the world does not see how valuable our faith is. They, they don't respect faith. They don't look at faith as having much value. And that's because they do not understand the economy of heaven. That's why they mock our faith. That's why they, they look at our faith and think it, it is ridiculous. But it is through faith that God moves. It is through faith that God operates. Your, your worship this morning was an act of faith. If you came in this morning, you may not have felt be, been able to say that you felt faith, but as you stepped into the presence of God and lifted up your hands, it required faith for you to step into that realm. And as you lifted up your hands, you stepped into a dimension of faith that begins to change everything. It is in that dimension of faith, that place that we live. And, and many times we are used to living in this dimension, this dimension that I can touch, that I can see, those things that I can touch in the natural. But when God fills us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we are now to walk by faith and not by sight. So as God fills us with his spirit, we are suddenly thrust out of the natural and we are step into that place of the supernatural, a place 
of faith. Uh, when we step into faith, everything begins to change. Everything that I can see in the natural, it doesn't really matter anymore because my faith changes everything. You understand that faith is not a feeling. Faith is not an emotion. I understand what, it, what we say when we feel faith. Sometimes we can walk into a service and say, oh, I, I feel faith in the atmosphere. And I understand what we're saying when we feel that, and, and, and when we feel it, that's wonderful. But there are times where we do not feel faith. But faith is not an emotion. Faith is belief in God and what he has said. Because at times I do not feel faith, but I know what his word has said. So I believe what he said is true. And anything we try to do that is not connected to faith in the kingdom is worthless. I can come to church, but without faith, I'm just attending the meeting this morning. The difference between you and possibly your neighbor this morning is one could walk in here with faith and have a different experience than someone who walks in with the idea to just attend church. That's why we have to step into that vein of faith every time that we come to the presence. I've come expecting God to do something. When I walk through the doors, I'm expecting to meet his presence. When I walk through the doors, I'm expecting my needs to be met. I'm expecting God to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. I'm expecting somebody to be healed. I'm expecting somebody to come to repentance. I'm expecting somebody to be baptized this morning because I come with expectancy. That's what changes everything. I can pray, but if I pray without faith, I'm just saying words. I can give this morning, but without faith, I'm just making a donation. Everything that we do, it revolves around faith. Every song that we sing here this morning, it re revolves around faith. The offering that we receive this morning, it revolves around faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes we feel weak in faith, low in faith. The disciples prayed, Lord, we need some faith. And I believe at times we can make the mistake of praying for faith. I, I believe the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The only thing that truly produces faith is the word of God. We, I can tell you testimonies this morning that will inspire your faith. I can tell you testimonies this morning that will encourage your faith, but the only thing that will produce faith is the Word of God. And that's why the Word of God is so important that even when you don't feel faith, you've got to make sure that you're coming to the house of God. Even when you feel weak, I've got to get to the house of God. When I, when I don't feel like it, that's really when I need to get to the house of God. Because if I can hear the word of God, if I can get a word from God, then if my faith will begin to rise. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we begin to read the word of God, we, we hear God speak. When you hear the preached word of God, you hear the word go forth. You hear God speak. You hear him say things like, I am the Lord that, that, that heals you. You hear him say, by his stripes you were healed. You hear him say, I'm your savior. You hear him say, I'm your provider. You hear him say, I'm your deliverer. When you get into the house of God and begin to hear a word from God, faith comes by hearing. Hearing, hearing by the word of God that faith is produced by his word. 
We understand that the word is so powerful. That's what we are talking about this morning in this global mission, this world mission service. We're talking about sending the gospel around the world. We're talking about sending missionaries around the world because we understand that the word of God is so powerful. If we can get it out there, it will change lives. If we can get this message out there, it is so powerful that it will change destinies. We're saved through faith. Ephesians 2 and 8, for by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And it is through that faith that what happened on Calvary that we open up our spirits to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we take that step of baptism in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins because we have absolute belief or we have faith in what Jesus did on Calvary. We understand that Jesus died for everyone. But they cannot receive or participate in what he did until they have faith that that promise was for them. We understand the blood of Jesus was shed for everybody. But until they begin to hear the good news and they hear that the promise is unto them. And when they hear that promise, that word, it begins to produce faith. And they say, wow, I didn't see it before. But now I see it for myself. And I want to be a part of what you're talking about. Word of God is so powerful that, that even people that have never heard the gospel, they're changed when they hear it for the first time. I, I've been privileged to see people from many different backgrounds and different religious backgrounds and different belief systems that when they heard the word of God, it changed them because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They may have been raised in different backgrounds, different cultures, different belief systems, but the word of God is so powerful that when they begin to hear, they may not even understand everything that they're hearing yet but something is is produced within their spirit faith comes by hearing they begin to hear it they say wow that 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 sounds like something that i need though that promise is is for me as well in our church in barcelona this last year we had a girl who came in raised as a muslim she came into our church for the first time and as she began to hear the word of god as something got a hold of her she came around the altar and she lifted up her hands because the word of god is so powerful that that it changes you and as she began to hear the word of God she lifted up her hands God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost you can put her picture up right now amen as she began to speak in other tongues for the first time she didn't understand everything she heard but as she heard it faith began to build that faith it caused her to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ her sins were washed away yeah she may have come from a different background a different belief system but the word of God is so powerful that it produces faith in anybody does it matter your neighbor what their background is it doesn't matter your friend what their background is if they can hear the word of God the word of God is so powerful that something begins to change in them faith faith it it produces the miraculous, genuine faith in God and in his word is stepping out upon what he has said regardless of what one sees or feels in the natural. Faith is, is a decisive act depending only upon God's word. Faith, it ignores every natural symptom or evidence that is contrary to what God's word states. Faith 
hears the report of the doctor. But faith ignores that and says, I know what the word of God says. Faith ignores the natural symptom and evidence that's contrary to what his word says. It says, I believe that my God can do anything. We are used to living in this natural world based upon what we can see or what we can feel or touch in the natural. That's where we're used to living. But as God fills us with the Holy Ghost, we're now thrust into a new place, a, a dimension of faith where I believe the Lord would like us to live in that, that place of faith where we believe that God can do anything. Many times, without even realizing it, we speak what we believe. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And you need to talk about five minutes to some people to know what they believe about their situation. You ask some people how they're doing. And they will tell you how they're doing. And it might be a long list of things. Well, this is going on and this is going on. and I've got this problem, this problem. But faith, people of faith ignore the natural. Yes, it's a reality that we're facing, but, but facing, but faith says, I believe that God is in control of this. Faith says it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. Faith says it doesn't matter what the diagnosis is. I know what the promises of God are, and God is going to fulfill his promise. I was in a service in one of our churches outside of Barcelona, and as we were in uh, in service, we were preaching about God being a healing God. We gave, I gave the altar call, and the first person who came up to the altar uh, in that service was a, a young girl who was there for the first time who came to the right side of the altar. She heard the word of God. She heard that God was a healing God. First time visitor. She came up. I asked her. I, she was the first person I talked. I said, ma'am, what is it that you would need from Jesus? She said, well, I'm blind in one of my eyes. We began to pray for her, laid hands on her and prayed for her. God instantly opened that blind eye. She began to shout. She began to thank God. She began to worship in that service. First time visitor, but she heard the word of faith. In that same service, a mother, a mother brought her eight, her eight year old girl up. She brought her girl, the, the eight year old girl up to me. She said, I, "I believe that God can heal my daughter." She said, "I said, what's the what's the problem? What's the situation?" She said, "My daughter, she, her leg is twisted in, and she has one leg that is shorter than the other." I said, "Well, ma'am, if you believe it, then I believe it. Let's pray together and believe that God can do the impossible." I asked her to sit down on the steps, and uh, the other people that were around they begin to look, and I told him, I said, I want you to keep your eyes open as we pray, because we're going to pray with faith, believing that God can do the impossible. We begin to pray. They can put their picture, that picture up. As we begin to pray, we begin to pray in the name of Jesus. We said in Jesus' name, we command this leg to straighten out. We command this leg to grow the length of the other. And we watched, and those other witnesses watched as well, with their eyes open as that leg grew to the length of the other. That eight-year-old girl began to dance. She began to shout. She began to worship God. I don't understand how it happens, but I do understand the faith of a mother that says, I don't care what the doctor said. I believe that my God can do anything. Faith says, I don't care what it looks like. Faith says, I don't care what it feels like. My God can do anything. Then 
I was in the nation of Hungary in a, in a small convention that we had in the nation of Hungary where there's a lady who came up, the first lady who came up to the front. She came up as we began to ask for those who needed healing. She came up to the front. I asked her as I did many people. I said, what is it that you need from Jesus? She said, I have a tumor on the side of my neck. She turned her head. She had a tumor about the size of a golf ball. She told me, she said, the doctors aren't able to operate on it right now because of how it is entangled with everything. But she, she, she said, I heard what you preached and I believe what you preach. And I said, well, if you believe it, I believe it. And I asked her, I said, lift up your hands and let's begin to pray. She lifted up her hands and we begin to pray. And as we prayed, we commanded that tumor to begin to shrink. We commanded to go in the name of Jesus. I know what the doctor said. I know what the medical sciences said, but the word of God said, my God is a healer and anything is possible. You can put the picture of her up as we begin to pray in the name of Jesus. That tumor disappeared. I don't understand how it happened. I quit trying to understand how it happened, but I know that when someone steps into that realm of faith, anything is possible. Anything is possible. We'll believe God for a headache sometimes. Sometimes. But we have been so used to living in this world of the natural when God has called us to live in that world of the supernatural where faith is the economy of heaven that with faith, nothing is impossible. We can quote the scripture, but we don't always believe the scripture. That's why we need more of the word. The more of the word you have, the more faith you're going to have. If, if your faith is a little low, you need to get into the word. If, if you're having pro problems believing that God can do anything, you need to get into the word. As you will get into the word, your faith will begin to rise. Even today, what we're doing with our, with our giving, we need faith in our giving. Because today, is in, in Faith Promise Sunday, we, we give because under, we understand that faith mixed with giving is going to produce something bigger than we are. It isn't just about a Sunday where we're making random pledges for ministry around the world. The, the faith factor this morning is what changes everything. It's what changes the difference between what we're doing this morning and just giving a donation at a local charity. What we're doing this morning is we're mixing our faith with our giving. We can talk about needs that are around the world. We can, we can talk and I, and because we're a generous people, we're, well, we would give because... But, but it's the faith factor that changes everything. This is a giving church. This is a church that is given to needs around the world. And we could show need after need after need. And I'm sure we could say, well, would someone take this need? Would someone take this need? And because we're a generous people, we would give. But if, if we will learn to mix faith with everything that we do, that's what changes everything. Luke chapter 6 and 38 says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom for with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. When I connect my giving with what the word of God says, something supernatural happens. Pastor John said it this morning, we don't give to get, but I know there's certain, we know that there's certain biblical principles that come into effect when I give by faith, 
when my faith is mixed with giving, that's when things begin to change. I, I don't give because of a need. I don't give because there, there's a need in front of me. But I give because I want to be a part of revival that is going on around the world. I, want, I give because I want to be a conduit through which God can move and use me to facilitate revival around the world. <coughs> I give not because of a need, but because I want to be a conduit through which he can move. I went to the country of Malawi a few years ago, one of the poorer countries in Africa. And it's a, a place where, very poor, where the people, that are, they, they carry their belongings with them. They're poor enough that, uh, you know, they don't have doors on their, on their houses. They take everything that they go with them. They're able to pack it up. It's pretty simple, a simple life. And I was in a service, and we were in a, in a revival service there in, in a certain city, and, and they got up in that service to take up an offering for, to, to start the new church, to start a new church that was in that city. And in that city, they had already got the money for the bricks, and they were wanting to raise money to put a tin roof on the building. And I watched with great humility as the people of God began to dance and shout about being able to be a part of revival in that city. And they began to dance and the shout, and they began to bring their offerings. At the beginning, they began to bring the the coins, and they began to bring the, the paper money that they had, but those that did not have the coins and the paper money, they began to bring things of their possessions. They, they began to lay different things, and they could put the, the, the picture of that offering up on, on, on the screen, and one of the things that stood out to me was that green bowl, that green bowl, that's a green plate that, the, that, that, that a lady had that was that was what she had carrying with her. Now, this, this offering that was received, it was taken down to the market later on that day, and and it was sold for, so that the funds could be used to, to put a, uh, a roof upon the building. But that green bowl that stuck out to me as I took that picture and those, those brown shoes that are there in the front are a, one of the local pastors that, that gave his shoes in that service. And it, it, was very, it was very convicting to me because I gave my shoes, but I, I had another pair of shoes back at the hotel. But that pastor, he, he gave his shoes, and it was his only pair of shoes, and he walked back to his city, back to his village without any shoes. And, and the Lord spoke to me in that moment as I'm sitting there weeping and crying, as, as I'm weeping and crying as the rest of them are dancing and they're shouting and, and they're giving by faith. And I am, and I am sitting there with, with great humility, and I'm, I'm wondering, oh, my goodness, what in the world is going on? And as, as they begin to give, the Lord spoke to me and said, look, this is why the people, they see such a move of the Holy Ghost in their nation. This is why this nation has seen such revival. This is why this nation has seen so much of the miraculous, because they have wanted to be a conduit through which the Holy Ghost can move, and they're willing to do anything to see revival. And so this morning, as we give, I'm not asking anyone to give your shoes. I'm not anyone asking anyone to give your plates. But what I am asking is that we would allow that same spirit of faith. We would allow that same spirit of giving to get a hold of us where we say, God, let me be a conduit through which you can move. Let me be a conduit, Lord, through which you can move this morning so that we can see revival around the world. Faith, it, it produces deliverance this morning. If you need deliverance, if you have if you have faith, and you had enough faith to come in here this morning, and I believe that's enough faith to get what you need from Jesus. 
The Bible says in Mark chapter 5, verse 25, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had was nothing better but rather grew worse. This scripture says that her health had failed her, her physicians had failed her, money had failed her, time had ran out, time had failed her. And verse 27 says, when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. There was something within her that said, if I can just get to Jesus, I know that everything is going to be all right. And Luke 8 and 48 says, and he said unto her, Jesus, Jesus saying, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace. Everything else had failed her. Everything else had failed. Her health had failed. The physicians had failed. Money had failed. Time had failed. But she still had her faith. And when her faith didn't, when, when she still had her faith, Jesus, he looks at her and said, the one thing that you have is your faith. And it's your faith that is making the difference. The thing that's going to make the difference in our lives this morning is belief that Jesus can do anything in the midst of your situation in the midst of your problems you may have lost a lot of things in life but if you're here this morning and you still have faith then God can do the impossible if you're here this morning and you've lost everything but you have not lost your faith God is here to do the miraculous among us Don't let your faith fail. We could all stand together. Faith, it's what changes everything. Everything we do revolves around faith. We get deliverance because of faith. Healing because of faith. We receive the Holy Ghost because of faith. We understand, the Bible says that that he inhabits the praises of his people. So we have faith that as we begin to worship, his presence will come down. There's a reason that you came in this morning and you lifted up your hands and began to worship. You may not have felt faith, but you had enough faith to lift up your hands this morning. You had enough faith to walk through those doors this morning. Well, I don't know, preacher. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through right now. I don't, I don't think I have any faith. You had enough faith to walk through the doors. Just as the woman who touched the garment of Jesus, she had enough faith. She had tried everything else. She had just a little bit more, enough faith to reach through and say, I'm going to touch Jesus. So this morning before we finish, we're going to connect our faith to what his word says and believe that God is going to do the miraculous among us. If you have sickness in your body, we serve a healing God. We can pray the prayer of faith, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. If you are here this morning, you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In a few moments when we come around the altar, we're going to begin to worship God together. And when we give him our heart, we are giving him everything. We're, it also means we give him our tongue. The Bible says the tongue is the member that no one can control. So when you give him your heart, you've got to give him your tongue as well. And as the, as the Holy Ghost begins to fall upon you, as you begin to worship by faith, you'll feel that your tongue wants to begin to dance and begin to go a different direction. 
and, and, and sounds that are not English or your native language would begin to come out. Don't worry about that. That's just the Holy Ghost that's beginning to fill you. And it comes through faith because everything we do revolves around faith. Before we pray for the needs that are here this morning and, and the individuals that are here this morning, we're going to take a moment and we're going to do one thing more by faith. We have a faith promise commitment card. If you could take that card that you have in front of you, it's in, the, in a trifold, and inside that trifold is a place for your name, address. Now don't worry, pastor, the staff, they're not coming, looking for anybody. This, we're gonna do this commitment by faith this morning. We, we give our tithes and our offerings as as Christians, we give our tithe, we tithe and we give our offerings. But this is a step further. This is a, a step of faith saying, God, we want to be a part of world missions. And we're going to pray this morning and we're going to ask that the Lord would speak to us. And before you fill that out, we're going to pray together. But here on that card, it says there's, this is a weekly commitment or this is a bi-weekly commitment or this is a monthly commitment. And it has different amounts that you can participate in or there's a, a place there for other maybe there's a sacrificial offering that you would like to be a part of we're going to ask I'm going to ask that we pray together and we ask the Lord to speak to us of what we can do this next year by faith now again this is by faith we're faithful with our tithes our offerings other ministries that we're involved in but this is this is something for world missions to be a conduit that's going to help our missionaries around the world here in North America and overseas. Now, if the Lord speaks to you and tells you to not give in, to give anything to world missions this year, I want you to obey the Holy Ghost. But I haven't had the, I have not seen the example of some of the Holy Ghost telling anybody to not give to world missions because world missions is the heartbeat of God. And so I would ask that before we fill this out, if we could just close our eyes and let's ask that the Lord would speak to us this morning of an amount that we could give on a monthly or on a weekly basis by faith for the cause of world missions. If you could join me just for a moment and I can pray for you, but it's something really you need to pray to the Lord yourself and just ask the Lord to speak to you for just a moment. Lord Jesus, Lord, I ask you, Lord, that you'd speak to us this morning. Lord, help us to be sensitive to your voice. Help us to be sensitive, Lord, to to what you would have us to give, what you would have us to be a part of in world missions. Lord, you see the sacrifice that many have made this last year, and this church is a giving church and has given so, so much, so uh, many funds around the world impacting nations. But Lord, we come to you again in this faith promise service, and we ask that you would direct us. Lord, you would help us to step out and push the boundaries of where we've gone before and to make a step of faith this morning. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'd like for us just to take a moment right where you're at. You, if you need to sit down, you can sit down. If you, But there's pins that are in the back of the chair. And take a moment to fill this card out. In a moment, we're going to come up and bring these together. But just hold on just a moment. We'll just take a moment. Maybe you need to talk to your spouse and ask your spouse uh, if the Lord spoke something to them. That can be dangerous. Sometimes the Lord can speak a higher number to your spouse than 
That has happened to me a few times. But talk to your spouse. Maybe the Lord has spoken something to your spouse. Spouse, And this is something that we, if, if your family is here, that you can do as a family. And here in a moment, if your children are with you, bring your, we're going to come up as families and we're going to bring these commitment cards and we're going to lay it on the altar and we're going to pray over these. And we're going to give by faith this morning. We're asking that the Lord would take this step of faith, that he would bless, that he would multiply, that he would help us, that he would bless our finances, he'd bless our families. Again, we're not given to get, but we understand there are principles. There are biblical principles that when we give, God will bless. So take just a moment, fill that out. And when we come, I'm going to ask that you put those cards on the front then take just a little step back so that others can put those on the front. And then we're going to pray over these cards and then we're going to pray for the different needs that are here. You may be here this morning and you have a need and you need prayer. You may be your first time here at this church. Before you leave, we would like to pray with you. We believe that God wants to touch you. We believe that God wants to change your life. And if you'd give us an opportunity in just a moment, we're going we're gonna to come up together as a family and we're going to pray together. And we're going to pray by faith and you may be facing a situation a horrible situation, but we believe that God is a delivering God and God is going to touch. If we could all stand and if we can begin to bring those, if you have your card filled out, begin to bring that card, just lay it on the altar here this morning. And if you would, if you can, don't go all the way back to your seat, but just take a few steps back because we're going to pray here in just a moment all together. We're laying these on the altar. I know this represents sacrifice but this represents souls as a church as it was mentioned earlier as a church this church supports 135 global missionaries around the world on a monthly basis having lived overseas for 19 years these funds literally put gas in the car it literally puts food on the table for our missionaries around the world it helps us to spread the gospel. This church impacting over 100 nations. Again, it's not about our seating capacity. This morning is about our sending capacity. And we're, we're sending. This is part of our sending. We're sending with the help of the Lord. By faith, we're sending these funds around the world. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Just keep the aisles open so that those can come down. I know that these cards represent sacrifice. And the church that we pastored in Barcelona for 19 years, we did a very similar faith promise service every year as well. So our churches around the world, though we're giving to help missionaries around the world, our missionaries are teaching their churches as well to do this same thing, to be a part of missions around the world. And many of our churches, many of our churches and that have missionaries our missionaries are teaching our people to give to missions. And they're all, this is a, every one of us are being a part in some way or other of spreading the gospel around the world. In Europe, just these last, uh, in this last year, the last two years, from Spain, we've sent a regional missionary from Spain to Romania. 
Romanian man that we won in Madrid, and now he's being sent from Spain to Romania as a regional missionary. The country of Italy just three months ago sent their first regional missionary from Italy to the nation of Switzerland. They have an Italian-speaking area of Switzerland that has not been reached yet, but Italy is teaching we're going to give and we're going to send missionaries as well. The nation of Brazil, I believe, has sent 20, maybe beginning the number, around 24 missionaries now around the world, sending to Portuguese-speaking nations. As the global church connects into missions and everybody's given to missions, this gospel is just going to grow. This good news is just going to grow. And we're all going to get to celebrate of being a part of the end time revival. Now, I would like us, if you could stretch your hands towards these cards. I want us to pray over these cards, over this, this, these funds that God's going to take it. He's going to multiply it. Just stretch your, for, your hands for Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would, that you would touch every person, every one of these cards that is represented here this morning. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would take it, that you would multiply it. Lord, as we send funds outside of these four walls, Lord, that you would use it for your glory. Lord, for the souls that are, that they would come to an understanding of who you are. Lord, we pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would take this, you would multiply it. Lord, that you would use it for your glory. Lord, let us sow into good ground. We know that this is good ground that we are sowing into. Lord, in this last day hour before the coming of the Lord, let many people, Lord, come to an understanding of who you are. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would take these, this, this step of faith this morning. Lord, as we give by faith, Lord, we are giving by faith. We are sacrificing by faith, Lord. Lord, that you would take it, that you would multiply it, Lord. Use it for your glory. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Let's clap our hands to Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.